Creatures in the shadows lurking under your bed. Laughter in the darkness messing with your head. On to your beloved, do not leave a word left unsaid. For on the road less traveled, there may be undead ahead. Welcome to Undead Ahead, the haunting podcast about ghost stories, campfire tales, true and just ancient. We don't even know where they come from. Anyway, today we have some great stories for you guys. One is told by Professor Nightmare and one by myself and another by Professor Nightmare again. Anyway, we do have a true ghost story here for you guys, and uh, it's pretty cool. Emails from Beyond the Grave. And of course, the poem about the slithery D, who came out of the sea. And the campfire tale, The Big Toe, that has actually two different endings, depending on which version. So, let the podcast begin. I'm Mike Knight, stand-up comedian. Hope you enjoy the show. The Slithery D, he came out of the sea. He ate all the others, but he didn't eat me. The slithery D, he came out of the sea. He ate all the others, but he didn't eat (laughs) A boy was digging at the edge of the garden when he saw a big toe. He tried to pick it up, but it stuck to something. So he gave it a hard jerk and it came off in his hand. Then he heard something groan and scamper away. The boy took the toe into the kitchen and showed it to his mother. It looks nice and plump, she said. I'll put it in the soup, and we will have it for supper. That night, his father carved the toe into three pieces, and they each had a piece. Then, they did the dishes, and it got dark, and they went to bed. The boy fell asleep, almost at once. But in the middle of the night, a sound awakened him. It was something out front, out in the street. It was a voice. And it was calling to him. Where is my toe? It groaned. Then the boy, when the boy heard that, he got very scared. But he thought, it doesn't know where I am. It will never find me. Then he heard the voice once more. Only now it was closer. Where is my toe? The boy pulled the blankets over his head and closed his eyes. I'll go to sleep, he thought, and when I wake up, it will be gone. But soon, he heard the back door open. And soon, he heard the voice once more. Where is 
heard the footsteps move through the kitchen, into the dining room, into the living room, into the front hall, and slowly, slowly, they climbed the stairs. Closer, they came. Closer and closer, soon they were upstairs. Now they were outside his door. Where is my toe? His door opened. Shaking with fear, he listened as the footsteps slowly moved through the dark toward his bed. They stopped. Where is my toe? You've got it! Now, the big toe has another ending. When the boy hears the voice calling for his toe, he finds a strange-looking creature inside the chimney. The boy is so frightened that he can't move. He stands there and stares at it. Finally, he asks, "What, what, what you got such big eyes for? And the creature answers, To look you through and through. Well, 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 what do you have such big claws for? To scratch up your grave. Well, well, what you got such a big mouth for? To swallow you whole. Well, 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 what you got such sharp teeth for? To chop, chop your bones. How would you feel if, after losing a loved one, you received a ghostly email from them from beyond the grave? Would you feel blessed and accept it as a heavenly gift? Or would you feel haunted by the fact that they still haven't moved on? Either way, I'm sure everyone will agree that the freak occurrence described by Jack Freese's friends and family is an incredibly strange tale indeed. Our story begins in Dunmore, Pennsylvania, with the death of Jack Farise, who died of heart complications at the young age of 32 years old in June of 2011. Jack has been described by his loved ones as being kind, sensitive, and a well-liked man. His sudden death shocked everyone who was close to him and left those around him with, as death often does, mass amounts of confusion and grief. Jack's memory was survived by his mother, Patty Farise, his cousin, Jimmy McGraw, and his best friend, Tim Hart. Four months after the death of Jack Farise, in November 2011, both Jimmy and Tim received separate emails from their dearly departed friend, Jack. Now, it's terrifying enough to receive an email from a deceased friend. But, was, but what was even more haunting than receiving the email in the first place was the eerie subject title, which stated, I'm watching. In an interview with the BBC, the British Broadcast Network, Tim and Jimmy both stated that nobody could have possibly known Jack's email password and that the probability of an awesome cyber hacker was very doubtful. In the email sent to best friend Jimmy Hart, Jack wrote the following. Tim, did you hear me? I'm at your house. 
Clean your fucking attic. This message was especially shocking to Tim, since it was not long before Jack's death that Jack was over at Tim's house and jokingly commented on how messy Tim's attic was. Tim Hart was unsure of what to make of this mysterious email. Nevertheless, replied to the email anyway, hoping to elicit some kind of response from the afterlife. Unfortunately, however, no answer ever came back. Although the email to Tim Hart was pertaining to a moment shared in the past with the deceased, the email sent to cousin Jimmy McGraw referenced events in Jimmy's life that occurred after Jack's death in June 2011. Jimmy McGraw explains in an interview with the BBC that he broke his ankle in November 2011. About two weeks before receiving the ghostly email from his dead friend. Jimmy was on his way to work one day when he received a similar email that Tim Hart got, titled, I'm Watching, by his deceased friend, Jack Fries. In the email Jimmy received, Jack asked him how he was doing after his accident. And he told him that he knew he was going to sustain his injury and even tried to warn him. Jack then warned him to be careful after making some personal remarks that ended the email with his name, Jack Faris, as a signature. Jimmy, Jimmy McGraw noted in the interview that the very that very few people even knew about his ankle injury. He saw maybe a couple of people that he was friends with and a few family members, but that's it. Despite the initial bewilderment brought about by the eerily personal emails from their dearly departed friend, the people that Jack left behind soon came to terms with what happened. Of course, it remains unclear whether this bizarre correspondence was a very cruel prank or actual documented communication with the deceased, Jack Fries from the realm beyond our own. Many people would probably be very disturbed if they received any sort of messages from their dead loved ones. But fortunately, this wasn't the case for the folks that Jack Faris left behind in Dunmore, Pennsylvania. Jack Faris's mother, Patty Faris, told interviewers the emails disturbed some people, but did delight others. She herself accepted them with an open heart and told Jack's loved ones that those emails were a gift from him and that they should accept them as such. She said that she didn't give much thought into whether the emails were some part of a cruel, elaborate prank, but instead she was grateful for the mere fact that these mysterious emails got people to keep talking about her beloved son and kept his memory alive for just a little longer. Jimmy McGraw and Tim Hart had similar opinions on the matter. They both open hearted they both wholeheartedly accepted the advice from Jack's mother and believed it to be a positive and blessing in the end. Dealing with the death and loss of such a personal and subject is dealing with the death and loss is such a personal and subjective experience.
that we all must go through in our own way. This story has had such a profound effect on the world because grieving is such a personal experience all in itself. Maybe the true author of these emails was just a friend or stranger playing a sick joke. Or perhaps it could have been a loved one that had access to Jack's email and wanted to, and wanted to give Jack's friends and family some closure and some hope. Or maybe it really was Jack Faris communicating with his friends and family from beyond the grave. How would you have felt receiving such an unexplainable, eerie email message from the realm of the dead? Leave your answer in the comments or send me a voice message on anchor.fm for Undead Ahead podcast. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Thank you and have a haunted week, friends.